big mahalos, brothers. Welcome back to the latest, the greatest Nick's nonfiction. Here with your host, Nick Muniz. Today on the show, we have got Carlos Castaneda's second return for The Wheel of Time. Author Carlos Castaneda, he lived among the Mexican Toltec shamans for 20 years, learning the secrets of the stars, symbolism, sacred mysteries. We're building on his last appearance on the show, The Art of Dreaming. This time, we're going deep on time. 6.30, gotta be the best time of the day. Hands down. (laughs) Every time I ask someone what LGBTQ stands for, I can never get a straight answer. I was about to tell a joke about time travel, but I looked into the future. You guys didn't like it. Time. This book picks up 10 years after The Art of Dreaming. Carlos Castaneda soon immersed himself in the sorcerer's magical world entirely. Ten years after his first encounter with the shaman, Castaneda examines his field notes and comes to understand what Don Juan knew all along, that these plants, psychedelics, are merely a means to understand the alternative realities that one cannot fully embrace on one's own. So we're going to do some weed versus beer today. Alcohol, cigarettes, how come all that shit is legal? It's because it helps you cope with reality, but psychedelics can sever your ties to reality altogether. So the people who control society, the prison planet, you got to keep a lid on the fact that you could literally leave your body and go to alternative realities. Like, why do people say their sense of time was distorted when they take psychedelics? You literally broke through the programming. And welcome back to Earth. Pay your taxes. Toltec shamans claim that they have the ability to stop the world and perceive reality in their own terms. I've never heard anybody drinking a 40 say that. (laughs) Dentists are always asking me dumb questions like, when was the last time you flossed? Bro, you were there. (laughs) Be right back. Take two. Introduction. Big mahalos. I'm Nick Muniz. This is Nick's Nonfiction. Today on the show, we have got Carlos Castaneda's The Wheel of Time. This is his second time. Carlos, he lived among Mexican Toltec shamans for 20 years, learning the secrets of the stars, symbolism, sacred mysteries. We'll talk Twilight Zone today, but we're building on his last appearance mostly, The Art of Dreaming. This time, time. I think 6.30 is the best time of day. Hands down. Every time I ask someone what LGBTQ stands for, I can never get a straight answer. I was about to tell a joke about time travel, but I traveled to the future and you guys didn't like it. This book is 10 years after The Art of Dreaming. Carlos Castaneda soon immersed himself in the sorcerer's magical world entirely. Ten years after his first encounter with the shaman Don Juan, Carlos examines his field notes and comes to understanding what Don Juan knew all along. That hallucinogens, he calls them entheogens, are merely a means to understand the alternative realities that one cannot fully embrace on one's own. So why is a violent drug like alcohol legal but weed is still illegal? It's because alcohol, cigarettes, they help you cope with reality. Psychedelics help you escape from reality. Prison planet. You can't be having people leaving their bodies and checking out alternative realities. Put the lid on that shit. Like, why do people say their sense of time was distorted when they take psychedelics? You literally broke through the programming, my guy. (laughs) Illegal. 
Toltec shamans claim that they have the ability to stop the world and perceive reality in their own terms. I've never heard somebody drinking a 40 say that. <laughs> Dentists, they're always asking dumb questions. Um, excuse me, when was the last time you flossed? Bro, you were there. <laughs> Be right back. About the author, Carlos Castaneda. This is his second time. We're going to keep it short today. I'm going to talk about my dream journal I've been keeping. I'm on a streak, baby. Three chapters today. I'll leave room to ruminate, but you're mostly getting the main ideas rather than that journey to Mexico we had last time. And this is his second time around here. Carlos Castaneda, could you live with shamans for two decades? While you think about that, here's a meme. Chapter 1, The Wheel of Time, Mick Religion. All right, let me throw a dip in real quick for my CBP, CBD. My chronic back pain from cutting around this big dip. That deserved a sound effect, but I was putting a dip in. Chapter 1. Mick Religion. Shamanism is a journey of return. A warrior returns victorious to the spirit, having descended into hell. And from hell he brings trophies. Understanding is one of his trophies. Shamanism. It isn't a secret method. While chapter 2 is the method... It's the deepening of one's consciousness, so those more accessible layers are easier to understand. You're going to the depths of hell. Just say that, Carlos. Shamanism, oh, you have to know the secret medicines. Sack up, take some psychedelics, and you're going to learn that normal reality is a lot easier than you thought. The medicines are there to deepen one's consciousness. That's what he's saying. Or you could do 20 years in a Tibetan monastery, shave your head, no pussy for 20 years. Take some mushrooms. The world is unfathomable, and so are we. And so is every being that exists in the world. So unfathomable that we're going to make plants illegal. Hey, I don't like your plant. I'm going to put you in a cage. Should I just talk about it now, how I went to jail for having a pound of mushrooms? <laughs> we're not ready yet. You could tell the niche wall is coming down. I not desperate. It's just that what am I still holding out for? Psychedelics, they should be legal. That is a stand I'm willing to take. And so he's saying when you go the other way, rather than trying to fix the external world, you fix the internal world. Then you start seeing archetypes that surround you in the external world. So some basic psychology to start. He has all this hippie phraseology. Like instead of ar archetypes, he was calling it energetic fact. So if you're going to read this book, just I'm doing you a favor. This is the literary version. Timeless energies that play out, man. Metaphysics. Archetypally, you could sit there and study fucking the rulers of Greece and Rome over and over. Or you could just look at how your ego treats your id. And it's the same dictatorial pattern. Again, 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 past, present, future. Again, again, again. <laughs> it all kind of just makes sense if you meditate. Gay. To change our idea of the world is the crux of shamanism, and stopping the internal dialogue is the only way to accomplish it. So yeah, that's a big change. The external reflection as the internal and being quiet is the only way that's going to happen. <laughs> as above, so below, man. The oldest philosophical assertion. 
Man's predicament is that he intuits his hidden resources, but he does not dare use them. This is why warriors say that man's plight is the counterpoint between his stupidity and his ignorance. Man needs now more than ever to be taught new ideas that have to do exclusively with his inner world. Shaman's ideas, not social ideas. Ideas pertaining to the man facing the unknown. Facing his personal death. Now more than anything else, he needs to be taught the secrets of the assemblage point. So more of his shamanistic terms. The assemblage point. This is like the rising action. You need to recapitulate your life before you go deep on all this. That's why a hippie's going to tell you before you trip. What's your intent, bro? You just trying to watch Rick and Morty? Get ready for a hell trip. What did he say there? Between the plight and the hidden resources of men's knowledge. He sounded like the Twilight Zone. Let me give Rod Sterling some airtime. <coughs> You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind, a journey into a wondrous land whose boundaries are that of imagination. Beyond it is another dimension, a dimension of sound, a dimension of sight, a dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both shadow and substance, of things and ideas. There's a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is the dimension of vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. It is an area which we call the Twilight Zone. That's basically what this whole book is about, the astral plane. On this show we call it the Twilight Zone. <laughs> I don't really, I just like doing that voice. But I called this chapter Mick Religion. I'm about to go on a rant here. This is what religion used to be. Everyone meets at the mosque and you bring your bag of mushrooms. One person at a time goes into the twilight zone, you live an alternate life, and then you come back and give your testimony. Since entheogens are now controlled by the law, we can only cope with reality rather than escape it. Like I'm saying, Carlos goes, man is hiding this power from himself. Or is it occulted knowledge that we're not allowed to have? These Kemmer cops. Alright, taking it easy. But for real, we read uh, John Allegro, Allegro, Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Jesus was a mushroom. These were mushroom cults. You can leave reality. You could prepare for death. No, no, no. Just, just pay me your tithe. <laughs> Dude, Christianity was a mushroom cult. Read that book, Sacred Mushroom and the Cross. Modern Christianity is a Judeo-Christian Satan worship. Okay, so Jesus. Jesus, you listening? We're going to give you all of our collective sins, and then we're going to kill you. Wait, you guys mean like a satanic ritual sacrifice? If you really think about it, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then you eat his body? No, that's not satanic. <laughs> I've said it for six years. Organized religion is a ploy. Jesus, in the second before he died, he must have been the most evil guy in the world for a minute. We put all of our sin into one guy, and then threw him into a volcano. It's just paganism with a cool story. True spirituality is being in touch with your innate ability to travel the fucking multiverse. It's been taken away from us and they gave us a story. <laughs> it's not doing it for me. Don Juan says, before you meditate or take any substance, what's crucial is recapitulation, the point of inquiry. The recapitulation consisted of a systematic scrutiny of one's life, segment by segment, an examination made not in light of criticism or finding flaw, but in the light of an effort to understand one's life and to change its course, intent. 
Don Juan's claim was that only a practitioner has viewed his life in the detached manner that the recapitulation requires. There's no way to go back to the same life after. So yeah, we've read in other books like Aldous Huxley before he took his uh, peyote. He's going, today is a good day to die because when you come back, you're going to change. And if you watch Rick and Morty, it's not going to be for the better. I watch Rick and Morty. I don't watch it when I'm high on entheogens, though. I think I had a coworker who used to say that. I'm just going to, like, shroom out and watch some R&M. <laughs> yeah, most motherfuckers are either ignoring or falsifying their past. And then they're ready to go balls deep into the twilight zone. Think again. And again, I'm not this, like, go take a god dose arbiter of psychedelics. You got to be careful. You're crossing over into the zone, baby. The twilight zone. <laughs> Did anybody watch New Season American Dad? The Abrahamic religions, they prey on the curiosity gap. That's what media does. How can I get you to click? Tune in at 6 p.m. to see what deadly thing is in your child's lunchbox. Why do I have to wait till 6 p.m.? My kid is going to die at lunchtime. What are you talking about? The church is doing the same thing. Tune in every Sunday to make sure you have a seat reserved in the afterlife. Seat Geek, now selling tickets in heaven. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> this isn't religion. This is a fucking ticket sale. Front row seats for heaven. <laughs> Solace, heaven, fear, all of these are words which have created moods that one has learned to accept without ever questioning their value. That's what we do here, baby. The Socratic method. Questioning value. Like, as a kid, when I was in CCD, I got told to go to the back of the classroom because I mentioned a book where a person was pronounced clinically dead and then brought back to life. The nun who was teaching the class was like, no, 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 only we know what happens after death. Nobody is allowed to read books. Just trust us. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, bro. Why, we're all trusting one book on what happens after death, the most important thing. Shouldn't we be consulting every culture throughout history of what death is? Just read one book and you're good. And nobody actually reads the Bible. <laughs> Abrahamic religions are spiritual insurance. That's what it is, bro. It's a salesman. Hey, you, you want a seat in heaven, right? Give me a tenth of your income. <laughs> they never tell you your soul is indestructible. And a cop's not going to tell you that shit. Ah, oh, man, we be living in sin out here. I'm not here to preach, but I'm just letting you know, bro. There's truth that you could find if you go outside of belief. And we'll go deeper on this, what the act of raising hell is and reaching for the sky later on. But this is a shaman book. Shamanism is the studying of the inner verse. You can know a lot more than you think you can or you're allowed to know. No, you're, you're reading forbidden Gnostic texts. You're a conspiracy theory. There's nothing left to say, bro. Just look into it. <laughs> no, you only get to heaven if you choose the right franchise of Mick religion. Bro, Christianity is McDonald's. Judaism is Burger King. Muslimism is Wendy's. And Buddhism is Panda Walk. <laughs> All of it is just watered down. Read the books. Chapter 2. The method. The internal dialogue is what grounds people in the daily world. The world is such and such or so only because we talk to ourselves about it being as such way. 
The passageway into the world of shamans opens up after the warrior has learned to shut off his internal dialogue. Yeah, the older you get, the more obvious it is who's just playing a record in their head instead of thinking or shutting up. For an average man, the world is weird because if he is not bored with it, he is at odds with it. For a warrior, the world is weird because it is stupendous, awesome, mysterious, unfathomable. A warrior must assume responsibility for being here in this marvelous world, in this marvelous time. That's kind of a good quote. I don't really understand boredom anymore. That's the internal monologue theme. The reason you're bored is because you're saying the same shit to yourself over and over again, again. The act of writing, I found, cleanses out the old ideas. So if you're bored, write your ideas. It purges the old ideas and you make room for new ones. Hopefully more productive ones. Again, more of this, it's not your fault, shit. The world is built with distractions that are just tasty enough to keep you coming back without fundamentally changing you as a person. So I'm stepping out of line here. What, we got 100 on the YouTube, 100 audio listeners? We've ran its course, so now I can start talking real shit, bro. <laughs> Mick religion, it's the same as the club. You show up once a week, you shout out your demons, and then you grind your teeth until the next week. Think about how that's the same as going to the club every weekend. I'm from Jersey Club. Jersey, fuck it up. New York, fuck it up. Long Island, fuck it up. Utah. You ever see that meme? <laughs> it's club culture. That's what modern religion is. It, it, like, if you take partake in a deep dive, you could do it without substances. You get off of that seven-day loop. Uh, okay, I went to church. Now I'm a good person again. Okay, I reaffirmed my ego by grinding on some hoe at the club. Hey, shawty, back that thing up. I'm in need of experiencing deep catharsis. It's the same loop. <laughs> We talk to ourselves incessantly about our world. In fact, we maintain our world with our internal talk. And whenever we finish talking to ourselves about ourselves and our world, the world is always as it should be. We renew it. We rekindle its fire. We give it life. We uphold it with our internal talk. Not only that, but we also choose our paths as we talk to ourselves. Thus, we repeat the same choices over and over until the day we die, because we keep on repeating the same internal talk over and over until the day we die. A warrior is aware of this and strives to stop his internal talk. Silence. Best noise I've ever heard. So yeah, you'll know when you find something worthwhile in the silence. Knowledge comes to a warrior floating like specks of golden dust to the same dust that covers the wings of the moth. So for a warrior, knowledge is like taking a shower or being rained on by specks of dark gold dust. Like after you read a book... Sometimes you just got to sit there and digest it. It's like a big digestion. It's like you just ransacked a buffet. A lot of good stuff here, but it's a little too preachy about being quiet. I don't know, bro. I, I don't even need to eat when I read. Knowledge can satiate you in a way. I don't know. It's just true wisdom, bro, rather than this like knowledge that gets passed around feels like your brain went through a car wash when you read a good book. Same thing with the entheogens. <coughs> but when you consume the same crap week after week, you start to feel the bugs on the windshield. You start to feel the moss growing on your brain. So that's why we about breaking pattern here, taking weird trips and filming it. Bro, 
the internal monologue, it might not even be ours. It could be beamed in from the simulation itself. Jubaloo. So, introspection, one more quote. Dwelling upon the self too much produces a terrible fatigue. A man in that position is deaf and blind to everything else. The fatigue makes him cease to see the marvels all around him. So that's the method for this chapter. Obviously, you can overdo it. But if you're not thinking at all, that's not the method. Dwell, get new ideas. Dwell, dwell again. Reboot, keep the wisdom. Chapter 3, Warrior Knowledge. Let's go. You ever do a noodle condom? When you're out of a condom, so you use a ramen flavor pack and bag it up with that, a noodle condom? That's warrior knowledge. <laughs> Quote, A warrior must learn to make every act count, since he is going to be here in this world for only a short while, in fact too short for witnessing all the marvels of it. So that's lesson number one of warrior knowledge. Make the moments count. Helicopter, I didn't mean to hit that one. Yeah, that's the wheel of time. Don't count the seconds, make the seconds count. The only reason I think I made progress with all the reading is because I've been obsessed with time. Even if it's a bad book, you can, you know, you could use that. Anything that's bad, you could use good. Bro, I was so autistic as a teenager, I would literally run through parking lots just to save myself 30 seconds. Every second counts! Run through parking lots. Warrior knowledge part two. <laughs> More of this shaman phraseology here. Energy fact, the point of induction. It's a good book to read if you're into meditating and all that. A little bit more phraseology that I glanced over. Nogwal, a natural leader, and this spirit can hop from people to people. Pure abstraction. This kind of just meant intent. Uh, if we get anything from this book, again, if a hippie tells you to have an intent before you go into the twilight zone, you're setting up your abstraction for the trip. That's what Freud would have called it, the latent and the manifest abstraction. Make a rough outline of what you're trying to do or who you're trying to become. Some deep stuff about intent being power he had. If your intent is strong enough, you can negate hunger. So yeah, even Instagram likes views, that becomes an afterthought if you have an intent. And so this warrior path, that's like the true truther path. Is that really all there is left to do? <laughs> But, like, before I charge into battle as a warrior, let me just see how many likes my last reel got. Le Suier. This axiom rings the truth bell. The more pure one's intent is the higher degree of clarity one possesses. Feeling important makes one heavy, clumsy, and vain. To be a warrior, one needs to be light and fluid. We either make ourselves miserable or make ourselves strong. The amount of effort is the same. My homie not getting ratchet in the club enough. Carlos Castaneda. The average man is either victorious or defeated, and depending on that, he becomes a persecutor or a victim. These two conditions are prevalent as long as one does not see. Seeing dispels the illusion of victory or defeat or suffering. So I'm thinking Toltec versus Buddhism here. 
The Buddhists, they love suffering. They're like, eh, your kid died, just meditate about it. It's okay. Suffering is part of life. But this shamanistic method, it's about transcending past the suffering. So it's not just suffering anymore. It's isness. Isness is the business. Pearl Jam. How come a girl will let you peanut butter her dick into your ass, but he'll never let you jam her dick into her ass? <laughs> remember that street joke? I don't remember how it goes. Why won't they let you jelly their dick into your ass? This quote goes hard. A man goes to knowledge as he goes to war, wide awake with fear, with respect, and with absolute assurance. Going to knowledge or going to war in any other manner is a mistake. Fear of knowledge is natural. All of us experience it, and there is nothing we can do about it. But no matter how frightening learning is, it is more terrible to think of a man without knowledge. Like When I started the show, I didn't think I would be able to comprehend Arthur Schopenhauer. But the thought of me not knowing how to read it my whole life was worse than actually just putting the work in, acquiring the skill. The path of the warrior... There are lots of things a warrior can do at a certain time, which he couldn't do years before. Those things themselves did not change. What changed was the idea of the man himself. Damn, son. So you're saying, Nick just reads a bunch of books every week. I don't know how he does it. Literally anybody could do this. But you might have to give up fucking the club up for a week. The whole wheel of time. It's supposed to represent the different versions of yourself playing out in the multiverse or whatever terminology you want to use. The ancients were talking about it. You're only one of the versions of yourself occupying a slice of the wheel of time. So by ditching your false egos, you're able to ascend those different versions and be your true self. I think better that I learned from this book was keeping a dream journal. And like I actually committed to it this time but ever since i started it i have had a dream every night since and i have a streak of over a hundred days now of writing down my dreams and it's crazy how easy it is to remember the dreams by just making a note of a couple words bro we're living in a multiverse i don't know how to say it (laughs) but when you dream you ain't just dreaming you're tapping into something Like, your emotions in your dream are as real as real life. You wake up in a cold sweat. You can learn lessons over there that you didn't have to go through. There. I'm a fidget. A fucking idiot. But yeah, I've never had enough money to travel abroad. But there's versions of you out there that you can tap into. I got versions of myself that are in Southeast Asia and shit. I have dreams about killing people. But then I feel the remorse, and then I don't want to do that. So I'm saying, you can show yourself other slices of yourself, and then experience that, so you don't have to do it here. Dreaming, that's the simulator. Dream journals, that's the real deal. If you take one thing from this show, that's the method. A hundred nights in a row of dreaming, and I still wake up feeling refreshed. It's pretty weird. Like, it could just be your perception blocking you. I'm not a person that remembers my dream. Well, did you know that marijuana can slow down your REM cycles? Just think about it. The more conscious you are of your dreams, the more it's going to present itself to you. 
what do they say that REM cycles, the deeper your REM cycles are, the further outwards you can go from base reality. So if you're bored, remember that boredom point from before? Take a nap and really try to pay attention to what you just went through. I don't even need to take psychedelics. I don't remember when my last trip was. Probably like half a year. Your dreams are the trippiest shit on earth. <laughs> I used to have dreams of doing comedy at Madison Square Garden. After that, I would feel drained. I remember I would go and do coke afterwards. In my dreams. That's not really what I want to feel in my life anymore. So in hindsight, maybe those dreams are nightmares. See what I'm saying? That warrior path is calling. But I just said nightmare. There's nothing to be scared of because you're gaining insight. Remember, we have help on the other side. To ask what functions the allies have is like asking what we men do in the world. We are here and that's all. And the allies are here like us. And maybe they were here before us. So yeah, maybe we're fallen angels or whatever, but we're still connected to the good. And that should be enough. But instead, every Sunday, you see motherfuckers trying to reserve their seat geek ticket to heaven. Obama. I voted for the guy that changed reality. Or you could change your own inner reality. Warriors speak of shamanism as a magical, mysterious bird which has paused in its flight for a moment in order to give man hope and purpose. Warriors live under the wind of that bird, which they call the bird of wisdom. Dream on, dream until your dreams come true. There you guys have it. The, the Wheel of Time by Carlos Castaneda. Definitely a good book. Like I said, if you're a seeker, if you're an inner knot, check this one out. Next week on the show, we have got... What do we have next week? Let me check. A poison like no other. We going deep on microplastics in seven days. Be there or be square. <laughs> My name is Nick Muniz. Catch us over on Instagram every single night. Harry Schwant. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash niche. Dropping more truth in seven short days. I love you guys. Thank you for the support. Nick Muniz signing off. Peace. <laughs>